Hi guys, Cameron Ling here. This week on the Talking Footy podcast, we have a bonus episode for you. Last week, I sat down with James Kelly before he ran out to play his 300th game. Rather than sitting across from one another in a studio, we shot this interview in my restaurant, The Edge, on the Esplanade in Geelong, over a couple of coffees, not beers, don't worry about that. In this episode, you'll hear James talk about how he declared he would play 300 games from the moment he walked in the door at Geelong. Just to clarify this, I said, obviously I'd love to play 300 games, but at this stage I just want to play one. And then next day in the paper, in the Geelong Addy, James Kelly hopes to be a 300 game player. (laughs) His favourite Mad Monday moments? Stokes, he had to follow me into the toilet and lift up the Game Boy so I could do my business and then had to try to wiggle back into it. And we play a little word association. Stevie J. Spa. Spa? Just elaborate, please. Never out of the spa. I love the time I got to spend with Cal reminiscing, and I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. We're talking footy. Well, Cal, congratulations. 300 games. Thank you, mate. But let's get all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Do you remember when you first came to the footy club and you walked <laughs> in, the first interview that you ever did, you yes. told everyone, the whole world, that you were going to play 300 games. Yeah. You were a cocky little kid, weren't you? That's not actually what I said. But I <laughs> what said, did you say? Well, just to clarify this, I said, obviously I'd love to play 300 games, but at this stage I just want to play one. And then next day in the paper, in the Geelong Addy, James Kelly hopes to be a 300 game player. <laughs> And I was like, this is going to hurt me. I walked into the club and there was my name on a bit of tape next to the Ian Curvis and Sam Newman, Jay Kelly 300, and I was just, I was demoralised. We pretty much had to bow down before you for your whole yeah. first year because you're a 300 game legend up on the board. Yeah, I oh know. It's just, it's come up a lot this week. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't exactly enjoyed it, to be honest, but yeah, lesson learned. It's been a Pretty damn good career though. You had a yeah. couple of little uh, hiccups along the way, let's call them that. Yeah. Had the bad broken leg your second, yeah. le- second year. You also um, split another part of your body. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, it's been a damn good career. Yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. I think um, some guys get drafted to a, a club that's sort of almost not really ready for them. But um, our group and your group a couple of years beforehand, um, we got to the club at the right time and opportunities came almost instantly at the club. So I was really fortunate in that respect and um, fortunate to play with such a good group of players. And um, I think those guys made me a better player, learning off them and just being around them every day. And, uh, and you were, helped. you were fortunate too to come in with a coach who was open to developing young players, built a quality list. Yeah. But right from day one, <laughs> you were the coach's pet. No, well... He loved yeah, you. He, Bobber Thompson I, I think loved he, you. Yeah, he enjoyed me early. There was, <laughs> we had some rocky patches. I think he dropped me in my fifth year or something, which was... Um, but I needed that at the time. Um, but we did get on well. And, um, you know, he was a... Yeah, he was a really good coach. He was really hard on us when, and me when it, he needed to be, but at the same time, he was really good at putting his arm around you when you needed it. And um, he didn't mind me taking the piss out of him either, so that was helpful. Let's not play this down, uh, how much of a coach's pet you were. Mad Monday, the awards, we give out various things like best dressed, which I always won. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to laugh too much. You got shock and kit, mate. <laughs> But amongst various other awards, there was yeah. the Coach's Pet Award. Yeah. Now, you won it, I think, eight years in a row. Is that correct? No, well, I'm not sure how many years, but oh, it was a few times back to back <laughs> to back. Yeah. yeah. It's fair I to did. say you were number one in Bomber's Eyes. 
Yeah, oh, look, like I said before, <laughs> we got on well. Um, he liked the way I played, I played, I think, and um, yeah. Talk us through Mad Monday. You were one of the better performers during that time. Geelong yeah. became uh, renowned for their Mad Mondays with that stupid yeah. dress-up kit that we used yeah. to do. Yeah. I think I just used to wear my normal <laughs> gear. <laughs> but yeah. Tell us about, give us a little insight into a Geelong Mad Monday and what James Kelly got up to. You've got to keep it a little bit clean. Yeah, uh, look, I, I really enjoy the, um, the part of footy where you get to be with your mates all the time and Mad Monday was just that magnified times a thousand. So getting there in the morning and um, having breakfast at Lord of the Isles and then having, you know, the mandatory scales for milestones and first games and all that sort of stuff and then the awards and just everyone that I was involved in, they were just always really fun days and they were fun really early in my career and later in my career at Geelong I sort of wanted to make sure that younger guys coming to the club had the same fun that I did early in my career and um, as we sort of became more successful, they became more special and um, yeah, it was just always a really fun day. You, what, you were obviously there till What were some of midday. your best dress up kids? Till midday, yeah. I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there till midday. Well, I reckon I made it till anyway, at least four or five yeah. in the afternoon. What were some Not of your bad. best dress ups? I can't remember. Um, I've had a couple. I went as a Game Boy one year. <laughs> I went as uh, Elliot from ET one year. Yeah. That was one of my favourites because that was, that was comfortable. The Game Boy was really uncomfortable. <laughs> A few times Stokes, he had to follow me into the toilet and lift up the Game Boy so I could do my business and then had to try to wiggle back into it. Footy teams are pretty close, aren't they? Yeah, they're close. Yeah, really close. Us especially, so. Napoleon Dynamite, that ever get a run? No, nah, that was just my everyday kit. <laughs> that was early on, that one, yeah. What about your future pops? You're looking a bit old for footy, but do you think you can go on next year? Oh, I'm not sure if I can make it through the day, let alone next year, Steve. Oh, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. What was the question? Back in your early days, uh, you obviously trying to learn how to be a professional player. <laughs> yes. I'm probably leading myself into something here, yeah. but you, you spend a year billeted out with a family or living yep. with a family at first year at the club. You then made the decision to move in with a senior player yes. at the Geelong Footy Club. Big mistake. <laughs> Just to live with me. Yeah, yeah. How did you find that you we lived together? I was eye-opening, that's for sure. Um, I was trying to actually learn how to be a professional, like you said, so I'll move in with one of the most professional guys <laughs> at the club. And uh, first day I got there with mum and dad, carrying my bags, all excited. You're nearly the most hungover I've ever seen you. <laughs> oh, Lying is, on the couch in your true. boxer shorts. Satin kapow boxer shorts. And then I reckon it was a week later, I was sitting down thinking, oh, what are we going to cook for dinner? You know, this would be great. You sat down and had a bowl of just right cereal and four bowls of ice cream for dinner. And I was like, no wonder he plays at 95 kilos. I can't do this. Like, so that's when I decided it was time to buy my own venue and, you know, sort it out for myself. Jeez, I opened myself up to that Yeah, one, that was what I was coming. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting question. though, yeah. Oh. Jeez, I won't ask that question again. No. I'll ask you about footy trips though. Glenn Archer, yeah. the great Glenn Archer, North Melbourne legend said the whole reason he played footy was for premierships and footy trips. Yeah. Were they everything that they're made out to be? Did you I enjoy it? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. I, I, I love footy trips and I think there's a can be a bit of a misconception that it's just a whole heap of guys carrying on, but the time that you spend with the players on those trips are great. I think all young players should go on footy trips. You get to know players better and you have so much fun and you learn so much about each other. Um, stories you know, from my first few footy trips, I still talk about now with guys who are on those trips with and it's all a part of bonding and being together, which I think 
feeds into being a close team and um, tight-knit team on the field. It, you, you have had, to get serious for a second, a wonderful yeah. career, brilliant career. I mean, one of the hardest, toughest players I ever played with, committed to the team completely. But what was your proudest moment of now 300 games of AFL football? What was, is there a moment yeah. that stands out? Not, not any particular moment. I've, I've had, um, I, I have been really lucky to have such a good career. Um, I've, I feel proud that I've been able to get this far and um, I was a little up and down early in my career and um, I feel like, I feel proud of myself to be able to get through that and, and play consistent footy at the other side of that. So I, I think there's no particular moment that really stands out outside of the premierships. Um, but I do feel just proud I've been able to get here and, and fortunate that I've been able to do it with some great players. You had to work hard for it too. You came as a skinny kid from Sunbury, yeah, from the Calder Cannons. At 70, 73 kilos. 73. <laughs> what, yeah. what, would you play, what was your heaviest you ever played at? I got to, um, at the end of my first year, Bomber said, you had a good year, we just need you to get stronger. So I really took that in bo on board. So I think I finished um, my first year about 80 kilos and then came back and played at 89 kilos at round, round one in. <laughs> 2003, I, like I was big That's and 16 kilos yeah. you put on. I was big and strong, but I couldn't run a lap. I was <laughs> so unfit. Um, so it was a learning thing for me to, you know, find a happy medium. But um, now I'm, I'm sort of about 82, 83 now, which I think is reasonable. That's about right. Everybody's stripped down and lighter these days, anyway. Yeah, right? yeah. It's not getting any easier. That's one thing I figured out. I want to talk a little bit about uh, as we moved into becoming a premiership team. Um, before I. Uh, finish off with some reminiscing about some teammates but when we became a premiership team that 2007 year that was an incredible year from Geelong's history what do you remember of it because it was a bit of a blur to me it was, yeah, it was. were you always confident that we'd win that year uh oh not really there was there was times where we belted sides and there was times where we'd only just won so going into the finals I was really confident that our best footy was more than good enough but we did fluctuate a little bit during the year I think we forget that sometimes um, we were still learning what good footy actually looked like what consistent footy looked like so uh, I wasn't entirely convinced but I was still confident that we could do it um, when it like we went through the finals we just got through the prelim um, I think we all breathe the side of relief after that. And then the grand final, I actually can't remember too much about it. I remember the start, I remember the end, but during the game, the only other thing I really remember is looking up and being, you know, 60 points up and, you know, just before half time or whatever. And I thought, oh, Were that, we like, that far I, I can't remember, but it was a lot. And I just remember thinking like, this is great, we've done it. And I remember thinking it was a good thing that I hadn't actually noticed. I took that as a good thing that everyone was just concentrating on the job we had to do and how we wanted to play and um, the basics and the fundamentals of, of what we'd you know, trained the whole year. Number nine, James Kelly. One of a band of talented young midfielders who started in 2002 with Ablett and Bartell. Very competent performance today, 20 disposals. Conditions Number of course, nine, tough. James Kelly. One of the best I thought today, James Kelly. Yeah, off half-back, he had the important role of uh, trying to shut down Milne and, and Snyder, use the footy well and good effort. We had a, had a great captain that year, Tom Harley. Um, you played under what, Benny Graham, was he one of your captains or was Stephen King your first captain? Both. Both okay. Ben Graham was the first and then he left uh, to go to the States and then it was Kingy, yep. then Harles. 
then I uh, can't remember, then Sal. <laughs> then Sal. Yeah. And now Hep. Hep. Yeah. Your favourite captain through that time? Oh, look, they've all got their own <laughs> strengths and weaknesses, Cameron. Come on, mate, answer the question. Yeah, I think all of you have, uh, actually really do have outstanding attributes, in, but all of you are, have a lot in common, but are really different in different respects. Um, you know, Hiles was really articulate. You were really driven. Um, Joel was just inspirational and Hep's a little bit similar to Joel and um, Hep's a great fella and the, the boys play for him as much as any other captain I've played for. So everyone's really individual but they all share that common trait that they're just um, outstanding men and I don't want to say this about you but they're all, all of you are outstanding men and, and people that you know players look to and, and play for, which is something I've been really fortunate to have great leadership through my whole career. That's, that's the, the only nice thing you've yeah, ever yeah, said yeah. to that's me. That's I really appreciate one. that. Yeah. Did you know that, forget your 300s, that you've actually reached the top 10 of number 47s to play AFL? Really? That's a good start, actually. This is game number 27 for you. Yeah. <laughs> Can you name another? Does that say something about me or the other 47s? <laughs> well, I don't know. Can you name another know. 47 to have played AFL? Uh, I know Rick Ollerenshaw was no, 47, yes. but he didn't wear for his, did he work for his whole career? I'm not sure. We should know the yeah. history of the number. No one remembers 47s, and I, mate. I probably should have <laughs> done 45s. my research. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you, you, at Geelong, you yeah. were down the Paris end of the lockers. Yeah. You were, you know, rolling with Jimmy Bartel and Tom Harley talking yeah. about really articulate stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't come down the rough end no. with Boris and me in no. the 40s. How do you find it now at the Bombers? Down yeah, it's the... not good. I remember laughing at you having your locker was right behind where the cricket stumps were <laughs> in the change room. And, I love that I was up the other end, round the corner, I could never got hit by a tennis ball. And now, where my locker is at Essendon, I'm right behind the door. So people walk in and they don't even notice I'm there. It's demoralising. <laughs> is that because the door's there or they just want to brush you? It's probably both, Bit of to both. be honest, yeah. I, for some reason, Cal, I remember a story before a big game where you were wearing runners or something in the warm-up. Nathan Ablett did something mm, with your yeah. boots. What, what happened? Remind me. Oh, I used to warm up in my runners and then we had plenty of time. So I'd come back in, um, change my boots. It was sort of became a bit of my routine, put my boots on and then go out to play. And um, uh, this particular day, there was a bit of time in between um, me getting my boots on and I couldn't find my boots. I had no idea where they, where they were. And I was starting to get a bit anxious about it, looking for him. We were about to go out and play Sydney in Sydney. And, um, Nath- it was the 2005 final. It was, it? yeah. yeah. It was yeah. The biggest game I'd played in, yeah. really. And um, I was starting to get a bit panicky about it because I thought, I can't run out in runners. I've got you know, extended feet, so <laughs> no one else has got the same size foot as me. And um, then we found my boots. Nathan Ablett, who'd pulled out, was walking around wearing them in his track pants. I don't think he had any shoes or something like that but he was wearing my boots Wait, yeah because he pulled out of the game so he wasn't wearing them late. to play yeah, yeah yeah no he was wearing he was like in his track pants or just getting around in my boots and they found him he was wearing them i was like mate i kind of need them can i just <laughs> oh, have them no. back please? So, yeah. what size foot are you again size 14. 14 you know that that's a good size foot yeah, actually healthy. just for just for um your first game mm. what are your recollections of the first game of afl footy oh. <laughs> Three possessions and three clangers I against think. the great Brisbane yeah, Lions. Yeah, great, great Brisbane Lions. I um I remember being like painfully nervous, fumbling balls in the warm up, getting in everyone's way, to the point where Bomber came over and put his arm around me and took me out of the warm up room and sat me down in the meeting room by myself and just said, "Just take five minutes, <laughs> take a breath. You're not starting on the ground, so just relax." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. We're ready to go, ready to go." 
and yeah, the the rest was history. It was a horrific game. Three kicks, three clangers. Three kicks, three clangers. And First kick was a kick off the ground with a ball that I should have put my head over. Kicked it off the ground, straight to Justin Lepich, switched it to my man, which is Akamanis, kicked a goal, runner comes straight out. I think I played about eight minutes for the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought we've yeah. got a player here. Yeah, we nailed it. Yeah. So all in readiness for the first bounce. A few nervous uh, jitters there on the interchange bench, no doubt. To mention the three new players tonight, James Kelly, number nine for Geelong from Rupert's Wood in Melbourne's northwest. Steve Johnson for the Cats, number 20 from Wangaratta. He does so momentarily. Here's another first gamer, James Kelly. He only got it as far as Voss. You and Stevie make your debut the same yeah, game. Yeah, and Stevie played really well. Really well. And Did that I, irritate you a little bit? A little bit. I thought, oh, look, I'm way off the mark here. I'm never going to make it. Because you and Stevie lived together. We in did, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of friendly rivalry. Yeah, we were happy, happy to debut at the same time. We were more dirty that we didn't play round one. We thought we'd earned that, but um, yeah, it was good. Um, one last thing, just a little bit of talk around circles that at the end of the game, Dyson Heppel for Essendon, Joel Selwood for the Cats might cheer you off together. Yeah. Is that happening or not happening? No, no, I don't think so. I wouldn't do that to either of those two guys. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a bit much. I think. Are you getting cheered that's, off? That's a bit too much, me. Uh, I don't think so. I think I'll just walk off. Really? Yeah. Will little Jack join you as you run through the Jack banner? will be there, yeah. He's got some new runners and a new jumper and he's pumped. He's going to work with Dad, so he's pumped. Exciting. I'm going to do a little bit of word association with you now. Okay. With some of your former teammates. Goodness. Back in the good old days of the Cats. Mitch White. Tasty. Tasty. <laughs> Stevie J. Spa. Spa? Just elaborate, please. Never out of the spa. Really? Actually, Mitch White and Steve Johnson are the two players who I've seen spend the most time in the spa. It was usually together, and they were always just talking, telling stories. Stevie was always in there telling stories. Mitch was always in there listening to stories. <laughs> it's interesting you said those two together. Yeah, Steve would have alternated with some colds, though, being a rock-solid professional, wouldn't no. he? <laughs> yeah. 100% yeah. spa. Yeah, just hot hots. Yeah. For, what, Hour, yeah, good, hours. you'd be in there. You'd sort of sometimes you'd go in and then get out and have a shower and walk past. He'd still be in there <laughs> with Mitch White, but Cam Mooney, um, a gentleman, gentleman, yeah, it's the first time that's ever been said about him. No, yeah. you're right, Brad Ottens, funny, Matthew Stokes, good mate, Shannon Burns, mm, squeak. <laughs> I thought you were going to say flustered. Yeah, always, yes. Burns, whenever Bomber Thompson used to ask him yeah. a question in a meeting, please tell us, what yeah. was Burns' reaction? Oh, he just ummed and ahed and <laughs> we were in his seat. He always had a sweaty crack when he got off the seat and really flustered travel over. The great Joel Selwood. Inspirational. Your, your former coach, Bomber T. Um, oh, that's a hard one. There's a lot of words to describe Bomber. <laughs> Maybe you can elaborate on him. Um, oh, look, I feel really grateful for him early in my career. He taught me um, you know, what it was to be an AFL footballer, what it took, um, along with other guys as well. But he instilled really good habits in me, like on-field habits and how to play and um, you know, what, what footy actually looked like. He taught me behaviours really early in my career and gave me a lot of confidence to play. So I'm really grateful for him. Going back a bit, Ronnie Burns. Ronnie Burns. Um, oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Ron Burns, yeah. He was an enigma. Enigma? Yeah. 
Andrew Mackey. Uh, witty. Skinny. Cameron Ling. <laughs> well past it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, before I finish and before I give you a pump up and get serious on you, about your move to the Bombers, yeah. uh, was, it, was it just simply something was still burning there? You had unfinished um, business. Are you, are you wrapped that you, you kept going and yeah. now playing 300 games? What's I think it? it's a little bit of all of that. I, I finished Geelong at Geelong and I, um, when I was asked to retire, they asked me what I wanted to do and I said I, was, I wanted to keep going and they, they thought differently, so I stopped playing. Um, I felt like I still had footy left in me, but I'd put that to bed and when the opportunity arose, um, more than anything, I felt like I wanted to help and I felt like I still could. So I, part of me felt like the decision was already made. Once I got the phone call, I was, I was ready to play. I felt like I still could. Um, had to organise a few things. You know, I'd started working and all that sort of stuff. So um, that was all good. But I think looking back now, I, I don't regret any part of coming to play for Essendon. I've thoroughly enjoyed my time last year and um, I'm enjoying it equally as much this year. And, um, you know, got a new group, a new group of mates and new group of guys to play with. And um, yeah, hopefully we can do some good things through the back half of the year and through the middle season at the moment. Is there any little tiny bit of, as you now reflect and you playing your 300, sadness, uh, frustration, anything that it's not in the blue and white hoops or? Oh uh, yeah, I think that's like, that's the ideal thing to play all your games for one club, but um, I'm not bitter that that hasn't happened. I, when I finished at Geelong, I was, I was happy at the end of my career at Geelong and um, really happy to finish in the end. I had plenty of time to sort of work through all the emotion of actually finishing. Um, I still really love the place and to actually get to 300 now is, is something special and makes it even more special to play it from my old club with some familiar faces around and um, it'll be something really special and I'm really grateful for that. How many years still to go? <laughs> Next year? <laughs> you year really after? are in the media now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a story out of it? No, no. You're just giving me nothing. No. You're going to straight bat me. Mate, you invented one week at a time. So <laughs> oh, I did not. <laughs> Don't start. Uh, how are you going to celebrate the 300? Uh, well... Are you going to invite me to anything? Yeah. The text has been sent out, mate. If you didn't get it, then... What? I apologise about that. It's all yeah. friends. <laughs> We'd like it to be a civil affair, so... I was going to yeah. say all this nice stuff about you, about how yeah. respected you were as a teammate, mm. how you played the game the right way. Congratulate you on your 300. I oh, appreciate it. How that, much yeah. I loved you as a teammate, but... Thank you. I'm not now. No. It's good. Thanks Thank for your you, time. <laughs> We're talking footy